Infinity Games Podcast. Welcome to Infinity Games Podcast, episode 15. I am Jukebox Zero. And I'm Calrix King. And today, we're going to be talking about what makes games bad. But before that, we're going to tell you what we've been playing lately, and a little comparison in our new segment, Then and Now, between controllers of old and controllers of today. Today is confusing. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Just just a lot. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll but, get into that. Stay tuned. I was going to say, but before all that, Jukebox apparently bought something super badass the other day that apparently I need to know about, so... Yeah, specifically you. Yay. So, uh, I took the girlfriend to West Edmonton Mall. Yeah, shit. And afterwards, we're like, hey, let's go to this Goodwill that we never go to. It's kind of like, from where we live, it's like an hour and a half drive, pretty much. So it's kind of out there. Brutal. So we were like, okay, we're already halfway there. Might as well. So... I was digging through all the vinyl records, and I only picked one out, whatever. There's a guy behind me. I'm, like, digging through the last 50 vinyl records. Yeah. And his wife comes up to him, and she's like, oh, what you're finding? He's like, uh, Mozart, Bach, uh, Disney lullabies, Disney, uh, Sing Your Kid to Sleep, and Princess Mononoke. Fucking (laughs) music from the sound, music from the fucking motion picture. I was fucking salty. Oh, I bet. You know what? This isn't even what I wanted to tell you, but I was so fucking pissed off about it because I've literally been looking for years for any Ghibli soundtrack. And I was like right about to go into those CDs and this guy behind me just happens to get it and he's saying it out loud and I'm just there like, did you say Mononoke? He's like, oh yeah. And I'm like, can I just uh, have a look? Can I just uh, slit your throat silently and walk out the door with this? Yeah, like, like I'm literally already on my knees looking up at him and this disc. Because <laughs> I'm on the bottom row of fucking records, and I'm just like, no, no. And yeah, of course, I like go back to looking through my records, and he has to throw in just like, oh, look, it's in immaculate condition. I'm like wow, sitting there. Cr- I'm like sitting there crying to myself. <laughs> Kari's just like they're there <laughs> uh, she wasn't there at the time but oh. um it's just the brutality of buying things second hand sometimes well, like yeah sometimes you just miss things by seconds you know what that reminds me of real what? quick is oh who was it I can't remember but those guys that you were watching on YouTube for a while and they'd like bum around to like game stops and stuff and just try to find like old rare games or whatever yeah and the one guy, it was the same thing. He was, like, looking at, like, the bottom shelf of these old NES games. Then all of a sudden his oh, buddy just, like... chasers. Sn- yeah, just snatches in and he's like, what the fuck did you grab? And it was the fucking Flintstones... Uh, a surprise at, at, at Dinosaur Peak. Yeah, which is... What is it, like, a $500 game? Yeah, I think it's 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 gone up pretty significantly since then, too. It's probably, like, oh, 800 no. or something ridiculous like that now. Oh, yeah, I can I, I can only imagine... Dude, That's I'm, exactly I'm, what that reminds me of. I'm so out of the loop on NES game prices. Like, that stuff's changed so ridiculously since I was, like, actually finding games. You know what I mean? 
Well, I mean, it's so up and down, right? Like, no, nah, fucking NES games is like nothing but up. But like, I haven't got a good haul for like two years at this point. So I haven't been looking yeah. into like, what are these selling for? You know, what prices should I be paying kind of thing. So every once in a while, I'll just kind of like look back in and see that Mario Bros has gone up in value another $10 and just cry to myself because it's like <laughs> the most common game ever. <laughs> My coffee table is getting further and further away. Yep. The uh the coffee table out of Mario and Duck Hunt cartridges. <laughs> yep. Oh uh, boy. So anyways, uh he leaves, I finish looking through the records, and then I'm against the C D shelf scouring it, reading every single title. Just yep. hoping that maybe they missed something, because they walked out of there with a good stack of like fifteen CDs or so. Bastards. Nah, he just got lucky, I'll let him have it. But, <laughs> so I'm scouring, and usually when I look through things, because, you know, I got my fucking eagle eyes, I just scan across, and then I scan the other way, and then, so I usually look through a whole shelf in, like, fucking a minute. Yeah. Nah, I'm reading every single goddamn title to make absolute sure I didn't miss anything, and I found one CD that they oh. didn't find. And? It's the Tales of Zillia soundtrack sealed. Oh, for two dollars, as terrible as that game was, actually, okay, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It was just not. Great. The battlefield was too <laughs> small. That was honestly my only issue. The battlefield was so cramped, it wasn't even funny. But as average as that game was, my god, did it have a killer soundtrack! Yeah, and you know what the most painful thing is now. Huh. don't know whether to open it or not. <laughs> uh, it's just... If it, uh, that, yeah, that's a tricky one. Yeah. I'll probably leave it sealed, just listen to it on YouTube or something, but like... There you go. I, I was amazed that they missed that one. Cause yeah. Because the, the stack of fucking CDs he had is like Disney this and Disney that. You know. Crazy. It's just one step away from the type of things that I'm looking for. The, the pain of collecting right there. <laughs> we should have like a whole episode episode on how to collect. <laughs> Be a ruthless piece of shit. Pretty much. Like if you're and, not willing and, to and swill, stab and swallow sadness. <laughs> yeah, if you're not willing to stab grandma in the jugular with a spork, you can't be a collector, man. <laughs> nah. You got nah, you got to be got to be a it. savage. And uh, once again, at Game City, beautiful Katamari for $30, just tempting me. <laughs> He's like, you want my crotch plate. No, King of the Cosmos. Yeah, he has a real impressive bulge. He does. Like, his bulge is bigger than the prince himself. Yep. Yep. <laughs> then again, his big toe is as big as the prince, probably. That's very true. So what what have you been playing, Jukebox? It's time for games we've been playing. The segment where we give insight on what we've been playing. New or old, good or bad, here is what we've been playing. Yes, thanks for, thanks for moving this along. Indeed. I, fucking blow your mind, I've actually played a game for once. Aw, shit. Like, who would have thought we have a gaming podcast to actually Duel. play games Duel. once in a while? Duel Links doesn't count right now. <laughs> nope. 
Nope. New <laughs> games. Games I haven't played before even. Oh, god damn. Yeah. So, I 100% forgot that I yep. bought Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, like, almost a full year ago now. Oh, I love that game. Is it yeah. for GBA? Yeah. Yeah, I, I emulated that. My god, so much fun. It's so good. So, I didn't play too, too much of it. I played through maybe four levels. Yeah. And, uh, it's it's super different because like it actually has like branching paths with like the doors you can go through and stuff. Yeah, I wasn't expecting cool. that. It's, it's about like, as open world as a fucking Kirby game can get. Yeah, and I dig it. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. It's like it feels a little linear. I mean, I kind of expect that out of a Kirby game, and it'll probably open up a little bit. Yeah, mostly in the fact that like you start at the left go to the right because i know in uh kirby superstar a couple of those levels actually have you you know going through different doors to figure out a maze and stuff like that yeah well superstar was like next level shit <laughs> yeah well i mean it was like eight games in one so i guess i was probably dreamland three or something i guess i don't know something but i don't know kirby 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 is one of those franchises i find that you just I feel like you could never really fuck it up. No. Like, no matter what you do to it, it's still going to be fun. It's like, you know, maybe you pick up that new one, Planet Robobot or whatever. Like, um, me and my girlfriend, we bought that one, and I played it. She played it. We had a lot of fun with it. I mean, would I rather play, like, Kirby and the Crystal Shards or something? I mean, fuck yeah, but it's still just a... It's still a perfectly fun game, right? You know, the game could literally be shit, but as long as it has those cute sprites in it, I'll like it. <laughs> as long as I can as long as I can uh take an enemy inside me and it give me all of its energy, I'm 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 good, you know. Kirby getting freaky. <laughs> um, hey, hey, the pink ball knows how to suck, you know what I mean? You get what I'm yeah, saying? It's fucking amazing sucking. I'm surprised like Ego Raptor hasn't done like some fucked up take on Kirby like that yet. So I'd, I feel like there was an awesome series about it, but maybe not. But they've uh, they played the entirety of uh, Epic Yarn. I feel like Epic Yarn was one of those ones where it was like almost a flop. Yeah, almost. Well, it plays like a Kirby game, and like the aesthetic of it is super cute. It's just, even for the most casual of players, it's pretty fucking easy. Like it's it's really hard to die. I know the grump the grumps also did Superstar. Yeah, that was a really early one. And I guess yep. they also did like an Ash Town of Dream course, like I was telling you last episode. Uh, I can't say I'm surprised. Yeah. Oh, they did return to Dreamland too, but again that was an old that was like four years ago. Yeah. How am I supposed to remember this shit? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, as far as like just ego yeah, he hasn't done anything. Like they've done Star Bomb. Yeah, the song. But yeah, they did the Star Bomb song, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, yeah. I, I watched the entirety of Epic Yarn, but I don't remember anything. I'm sure they made a couple suck jokes. Oh, I'm sure they did. So that that game is amazing, and I'm probably gonna continue to play it like before I go to sleep and stuff. Just oh yeah, it's, really casually. It's so fun. But I started something else today. Oh, God. 
Yeah, what the fuck? Two games? Are you feeling all right? No, I'm sick as fuck right now. Clearly. <laughs> I'm down with the sickness. Ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, oh. You're welcome. Ech. Ech. <laughs> I almost threw up stomach acid. Oh, God. Almost. <laughs> Painful. Smooth. Indeed. No, fucking Nino Kuni. That's a wonderful game. Yeah, but you know what? I didn't actually play it. What? <laughs> Did you like? I, you I, were like, I played it, yes, but I didn't play it. You like watch the opening cutscene, and you're like, I'm done. <laughs> you walk away. Well, okay. So I was tired of shit today, and I actually took a nap, which is something I don't even know how the fuck to do. So are I you was... allowed to do that? Is, no. Isn't that like a sin against like everything sacred in this world for you? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, but like I was pretty much falling asleep through the whole thing. But more or less, I played for forty minutes. But in that yep. 40 minutes, you maybe move the character five times at most, and then the rest yep. is just cutscenes that you can't skip. You can't yep. even, like, skip forward through them talking to, like, get to the next line of text or anything. So, I mean, I played it for 40 minutes. I mean, that's more than I've played a game for in, like, the last fucking year. But yeah, it's it's a very <laughs> slow game. I noticed that, too, because it's like, I bought it, and I loved it, but it's it is it's it's just it's a it's a slower game especially for the first little bit i think once you get um i think once you get like your your third party member yeah i think then it kind of starts to pick up and it lets you kind of like go at your own pace and everything honestly i was just kind of hoping that i'd be able to walk around a little bit more or something before i fell asleep <laughs> yeah i get that you know, I should correct myself. It's the most I've played a game since Breath of the Wild. That's true. So that's a good three months. That's pretty much the entirety of the existence of this podcast. Yeah, for sure. It's The game is super charming. The 3D animations... Mm -hmm. Okay, so like Studio Ghibli did the animations for the 2D stuff. And that's the main reason why you like look at the game case and you're like, I need this in my shorts? Yeah, pretty Wait, much. What? I meant console. I swear I meant console. In my pants. In my butthole. <laughs> Ow. Yeah, you impressed? <laughs> Very. Oh, God. No, but, um, so the 2D animations are so wonderful, but they'll do a 2D animation, and then the next cutscene immediately after is in 3D, like, in-game graphics, and it yeah. just looks uncanny. Yeah. Like, they rigged these models up to move and stuff, but they don't have, like closing your hand around an object so they like touch the object and lift it up and it almost feels like an indie game and it's almost saddening to go from like the beautiful animations of Ghibli to you know fucking in-game graphic cutscenes yeah I I agree it's a little um I, I just think it's kind of crazy when it comes to games like that where, where it's like oh my god they're so beautiful and then you start to get into it and you're like they they uh they 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 skipped some proofreading in a couple of thing in a couple of spots I think. Yeah. No, I'm I'm honestly like super excited to actually play more of it. Like I just kind of needed mm -hmm. to force myself to play a video game. Yeah. But um, it's very worth it. It's it's yeah. It's I can't wait to actually game. do something. Yeah. Once you <laughs> once you get past all the BS and everything, it's so fun. Like I might actually play it a little bit before uh. 
uh, after this podcast. Yeah. Um, We need to move on to you because I've been rambling. It's okay. Normally I do the, normally I'm, I'm the ramble king. So, I mean, it's a good change for once. Yeah. Just, just got to get me extra tired and I'll never shut up. There we go. (laughs) So, I mean, um, I'm pretty much the same. I've been playing all the same stuff. Uh, But one thing that I just picked up a complete random, because my, uh, You'll appreciate this, by the way, and it'll okay. probably make you want to come over and you and me will have to just play it for a while. But we bought the girlfriend. We bought her the Bioshock collection okay. for 30 bucks, which I thought was pretty ridiculous. Um, Maybe. I mean, I'm pretty sure Bioshock Infinite by itself still goes for $30. What'd you buy it on, though? PS4. Okay. So... I thought it was a pretty sweet deal. But, um, and then we also got her, uh, a little something called the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know what? I think I saw a picture of that on her Instagram. Oh, I'm sure you did. <laughs> um, so there was the other day, I was just, I was just sitting on the couch and I was like rewatching old YouTube videos and I'm like, why the fuck am I not playing a game? <laughs> And granted, right. granted, like, I, I kind of just want to, like, save all my, like, hardcore game energy for when I get Final Fantasy on Tuesday. Don't worry, everybody. You'll hear about that. <laughs> um, so I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm, I'm bored. I'm just wa- rewatching old YouTube videos. I might as well play a game. It's not like the, uh, playing any game will make me more bored than I already am. So I was yeah. like, should I play some Bioshock? I was like, ah, not really feeling it. I was like, do I play Crash? I'm like never really grew up with crash so i don't have like that hardcore like i need to play a nostalgia kind of thing right so i'm like i'm just like looking through like old games and stuff and i see my kingdom hearts 1.5 2.5 uh remaster for ps4 and i'm like i mean it has six games on it all i gotta feel like one of them so (laughs) i put it in and i'm like which one do i want to play and i'm like you know what fuck it i'm gonna play uh Kingdom Hearts Remastered Chain of Memories, which is a PS2 remaster version of the original Game Boy Advance game. And then, of course, it just got made prettier and it got put on PS4, blah, blah, blah. We've all heard about this. We we all know what a remaster is. Right. So, um, so I started playing that and like, it's, it's fun. (laughs) Okay. So I know you've played it back in the day. If I remember, wasn't chain of memories like the black sheep of the bunch like you know amongst 80s and 90s of scores it was the 170 yeah pretty much why is that because everybody was like "Eh, a new battle system i don't like it and i'm like y'all get fucked (laughs) because they had to make they made it for game boy advance which granted i don't understand because it, it it is a hardcore part of the Kingdom Hearts storyline. Like, Kingdom Hearts 2 picks up where Chain of Memories leaves off. Okay. So, so it's, it's kind like of important. If, yeah, so it's like, if you play Kingdom Hearts 1 and you play Kingdom Hearts 2, you'll get to a point where you're like, why the fuck is Sora in this big white thing? Like, I'm very thing. confused right now. Yeah, it's like, it's hard to explain. It's like a, uh, it's like a cryo chamber kind of thing. It just... Okay. It's, it's pretty. It's like a, it's like, 
flowery looking i'll send you a picture eventually okay. but um so it's like if you played one and then immediately played two you'd be like why is sora in that like i don't understand he was fine at the end of the first game and then you'd be like yeah whatever what it fucking doesn't matter but then if you played kingdom hearts one then played chain of memories and then played two then you understand why so i always thought it was strange that they put one of the mainstream kingdom hearts games on a Nintendo platform instead of just making it on PlayStation or whatever. But I can't sure. expect, I can't expect to know what Square Enix is thinking half the time. So fuck it. You know, I'm just going to take a random guess and say that after years and years of Square Enix, you know, not being on Nintendo platforms. Yeah. Once they finally got in, released a few things on the GameCube at the same time as the GBA. They re- were re-releasing like their Final Fantasy games and stuff on the GBA. They're like, hey, here is this pretty massive Nintendo platform. We could make money on this. That's very, very possible. I like, can't... I see p- that. Purely an economic, uncontractual obligation reason is my yeah. guess. No, yeah, I get that. I totally, un- I can totally see that. Because, yeah, I totally forgot that it was, like, they had, like, Crystal Chronicles and stuff coming out on GameCube, and then they were doing, they did remakes of 4, 5, and 6, and, and 1 and 2. I forgot they remade 1 and 2 for the Game Boy Advance with they did Dawn of Souls. Weird. And Yeah, they did all of those for the Game Boy Advance. So, yeah, it totally stands to reason that Square Enix would be, like, hey, we have this series called Kingdom Hearts and we have an idea for a game and it'd be perfect on the Game Boy Advance. What do you think? And Nintendo was like, fuck it, money, why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, But so I think the main reason it got a little bit uh, swept under the rug is because unlike Kingdom Hearts where it's like a very fluid battle system, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories relies on cards Oh, I think I remember you explaining this to me before. Yeah, so it's like, if, if anybody's ever seen gameplay of, like, Byten Kaitos or whatever the game is called, the one on PS2, I think. Okay. It's, I don't know. It's very obscure game. Very hidden gem. I haven't played it. I think I own it. I don't know. Um, Maybe. <laughs> anyways, so pretty much what happens is, to attack, you need to use cards, and different keyblades are different cards. So it's like all the keyblades that you get throughout the first Kingdom Hearts game are cards in the in this game. So there's the Kingdom Key, there's the Olympia, there's the Metal Chocobo, there's the Wishing Lamp, uh, the Pumpkin Head. Like there's all of them, right? And they all have slightly different stats. Some of them hit harder. Some of them uh, recover faster. Some of them. Uh, allow you to swing your fucking keyblade faster for one they increase your swing speed um like they they all do something different and they all have a number from zero to nine okay and whoever plays a higher card whether it's you or the enemy has not priority it's hard to explain like if i play if i use a five and the enemy plays a six he'll break my card and stagger me and then his attack will go through Huh. Or vice versa. So if they play a 7 and I play a 9, they get staggered and my attack goes through. Okay, so it's like a game of war. Pretty much is the easiest way to think about it. Is it's literally a game of war. Higher number wins. Yeah. 
The only exception is uh, zeros break anything but get broken by anything. So if you play a zero first, anything can break it. But if you, if you play a zero after they play something, it'll break anything. Okay. Which so, is important because you can like stack cards. So if I stack three nines, suddenly I technically have a combo worth 27. I can't exactly break that without a zero. Yeah. It, I don't know how I like that because I assume near the end of the game you'll have like a multitude of cards and pretty much all you're going to have in your deck is like nines and zeros then. Yeah, or is it what? more is it better balanced than that or is it just a chore at that point? It's it it is honestly very hard to explain cuz there's a big difference when I played through the Game Boy Advance version I literally stacked my deck. My deck had nothing in it except attack cards, cure magic, and that's it. But in the PS2 version, because the enemies are on a 3D plane, not a 2D plane, suddenly a lot of magic became more more viable than it was in the Game Boy Advance version. So you, you, it's it's more worthwhile to, like... There were times where... Enemies or bosses that I literally beat without even breaking a sweat in the Game Boy Advance version, like they work me the fuck over in mm. this version. Strange. Like it's it's a lot harder. So it it's very hard to explain. Like if you play it for a little while, you got the hang you get the hang of it and you figure out what you're doing, and then it's a lot of fun. But it's definitely a scary kind of thing for any newcomer. Like, if somebody was like, hey, I want to try Kingdom Hearts. I found this Game Boy Advance game. I'd be like, ah, I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just trying to think of other games that use card-based systems, and all I can think of right now is Paper Mario Color Splash. But it's That's different. probably, yeah, it's very different, but I mean. Because, like, your attack power is on the card. It's not a game of yeah, war. I can't think of could, anything that's a game of war. You could, like, kind of half-ass try to think of it. It's like. If you've played like Hearthstone or anything like that, it's it's just a version of that where you can move your character around, in my opinion. I don't know. But anyway, so without rambling too long and trying to explain how the game works, if anybody's curious, just a quick YouTube search and it'll it'll make sense pretty fast. It's a lot of fun. So I, I picked that it. up. I picked <laughs> that up. I've been playing that. Um I'm probably gonna play that. Until Final Fantasy XII comes out on Tuesday, and then I'll be like, goodbye, life. <laughs> don't forget to come out for an hour to record a podcast and tell everyone how wonderful it is. No, don't worry, I will. And then I'll disappear. Then I'll disappear until episode 42. Right, right, right. We're going to call <laughs> you up, you're going to be in Japan, and you're going to lose connection, you're going to fly here, and then you're going to tell us the asterisk thing. Exactly. It's all planned out. Yes. So, are we ready to go to our segment? I think we're ready for then and now. I'm just going to stick whatever music I create in there. <laughs> Yay! Did you uh, did you listen to last week's? Uh, no, I haven't gotten a chance yet. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go find it. I'll find it after this. I'll literally once we're done the podcast, I'll boot it up and you can listen to me. You can listen to my reaction through Discord. Oh, okay, so I won't explain it to you now. No. I, I was just fucking with you a little bit with the music. Good. Yeah. So, what we're going to be talking about today is video game controllers. Right? 
four bright buttons and two joysticks. Neo Geo, Neo Geo. <laughs> but yes, controllers. Oh, uh, you're great. Because I, I, I thought missed it, that song. <laughs> me too. If anyone's wondering, Keith Apicary. Yeah, Keith Apicary, Neo Geo. He is a god among men. Yeah, close enough. He's got nice abs. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, but yeah, so uh, Jukebox and I thought it would be a good transition because we just talked about chords versus cordless in our last podcast. So I, ju- I thought going from chords to controllers was just kind of the ne- next A nice step. transition. Yeah, right. So, so here's I mean, the, what? Here's the first ahead. obvious comparison I'm going to make. We now have wireless controllers. They used to all be wired. Yeah, pretty much. How's that for a revelation? <laughs> ho, 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 ho. <laughs> my mind got blown. Uh, oh, no. That's, please Derp. put it back in. We need you for this. You were about to Derp. say a thing. No. <laughs> stick it back in through your ear. Like, stick a straw in one ear and <laughs> stick it in your mouth and put your brain on the other ear and then suck hard. Ow. <laughs> Anyways. Oh god. <laughs> okay, so it's a vacuum, god damn it. <laughs> um so of course everybody like we controllers have changed a lot. Like a lot a lot. And of course it's like every system does controllers different. So it's like let me break this shit down for you real fast. We went from an Atari that's literally a joystick and a button because we're talking about, like, controller, like, console controllers. We're not talking about, like, arcades. I understand arcades had way more fucking buttons than that at that point in time. I don't give a shit. Actually, uh, in 77, when the okay. 2600 came out, what Shut arcades? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You know what I mean. Oh, God, yeah. I hate you. Anyways. Fun fact. <laughs> Computer Space is the first arcade game ever. And it had so many buttons that it confused people at the time because they weren't used to that. Yep. The quote-unquote second, except not actually, Pong had a paddle. Like a little dial. No buttons. (laughs) So, it's like... (laughs) Are you sure? No. So, never is. Uh, So we went from, you know, an Atari controller which was literally a joystick and one button. And we went from that to, I'm not even, I'm not, we're not talking about ColecoVisions and shit. Fuck that. <laughs> no, fuck the number pads. This fuck ain't no that telephone. That, that doesn't fucking count. Um, so then we, the next step was of course, oh no, what do we do if we only have one button? How do we improve? Bam, two buttons, motherfucker. NES. <laughs> so then yeah, two buttons, a start button and a select button. Damn. Options. Okay. So you had a master system, so you know all about this. But for other people who don't know, it literally only had two buttons. Like, it had its uh, directional pattern, whatever, but it had a button one and a button two. There was no A and B. Yep. The pause button was on the console. Yep, that was fucking weird. And I think it was button two doubles as a start button. So strange. So strange. So anyways, 
So then we went from that, we got an NES, and then it was like the start, select, A, B. And then we went up to, you know, then it was like we had the Genesis, which had three buttons. Some of the Genesis controllers, I think, had six, didn't they? Yeah, so that was almost a, uh, almost only because of Street Fighter 2. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because the Super NES had enough buttons to do all the punches and kicks, but the Genesis, um, if you play with the three-button controller, I think you need to hit the uh, the start button to switch between kicks and punches or something, and it's really difficult, so they just made a six-button version. Yeah. Which I think, because so. it was ABCXYZ is how they labeled those buttons. Uh, I think so. I could pull up a fucking picture real quick. Uh, Genesis 6 button controller. Google is a wonderful thing. Yeah, no kidding. It was... Yeah, you're right. A, B, C, X, Y, Z. And a start button. And shoulder pads. I think it has shoulder buttons. Yeah, Yeah, it didn't. Doesn't it? No. Oh, it... It has a shoulder button. I can't read the word. Okay, anyways. Mode. Mode. It's uh, a mode button. Weird. <laughs> anyways. So, we had that, and we had the Super Nintendo. And the Super Nintendo was the first one where it was like, hardcore more buttons. Because it had A, B, X, Y, and then it had two shoulder buttons. Which was really fucking weird for a lot of people. They were yeah. like, the fuck do these do? L and R. And you know what? That caused a lot yep. of fucking confusion with translations. Oh, God. Because in Japanese, they don't necessarily have an L or an R. It's a liquid yeah. consonant, so it's kind of in the middle. So, you know, stick your tongue to the top of your mouth, and then try and say L, and it'll come out. <laughs> so and it's like a mix. brain dead. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's like a mixture of an R and an L. So when in translation, you know, people had to be like, press the R button, where they yeah. actually meant press the L button. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Super Nintendo had a lot of uh, wonky shit going on. And then we went from, I'm just pretty much going to focus on Nintendo because Nintendo's kind of like gone that shit crazy with their stuff. <laughs> then I'm going to break off for two seconds and tell people about the Saturn. Go. So that Genesis 6-button controller is almost the exact same as the Sega Saturn controller, except the Sega Saturn has shoulder buttons. Gotcha. Yep. I'm looking up a picture. It's a little more edgy. I I see. Okay, I got it. It looks comfy. It is. Nice. I've held one. (laughs) One time. One time. (laughs) Anyways, N64. Yeah, so then the N64 came out, and everybody was like, are are they fucked? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently you needed three hands to play that son of a bitch. Oh, God. I genuinely... To this day, I can't wrap my head around what they were thinking. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, so... Please do. With the N64, it was the first big commercial foray into 3D games. So they needed a way to move in 3D space, which is why there's an analog stick. That was their new revolutionary thing for moving in 3D. Of course. The reason why there's also a D-pad 
is because they expected 2D games to still kind of exist. They didn't expect all publishers to really know how to program for 3D space, so 2D games would still be around and you'd be able to move with the D-pad, because not everything needed that 3D analog stick. Gotcha. The layout of the buttons is still shit. Yeah. But I want you to imagine if that uh, analog stick was below the D-pad. Because you know how high that stick is, how uncomfortable that would be? Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be pretty pretty shitty. So I think the idea is, if a developer's going to be using one or the other, you're only ever going to be holding on to two grips at the same time. So having that weird third one isn't actually that big of a deal, unless you have big hands. Yeah. Like, I don't experience this, but apparently it's a huge deal for, like, people with these monstrous hands that they can't hold them at the same time without their knuckles just grinding against each other. I don't know. I always thought the N64 controller was pretty comfy, to be completely honest. And that's like, as, it's almost yeah. completely because of those grips. Yeah, like, the grips are good. Like, the controller looks fucking weird as hell, but it's still comfy, and it so, still does its job just fine. You know... What's kind of nice about those grips huh. is they carried on into the GameCube controller oh. and then the Wii nunchuck is almost the yep. exact same shape yep. as is the Wii Pro controller. Yep. So it just kept carrying forward and that's why like the GameCube controller is so ridiculously comfy. I was going to say GameCube controller. Did you mean the most comfy controller known to man? Yes. Yeah. Unless you're it, some crazy hipster who's never held one and swears by the 360. I was about to say, if you, if I hear anybody, anybody tell me that they think a, a different controller is more comfy than a GameCube controller, I'll fight you. <laughs> I will fight you on the spot. I will choke you the fuck out with a GameCube controller. Man. Watch me do it. You, you have a lot of analogies for going for the throat. It's a vulnerable area. <laughs> yeah. So the I was fucking... gonna say, if if we have fans who are like really really badass animators or artists or whatever, please draw that. <laughs> <laughs> just 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 draw a body with like a PS4 for a head. That's me. <laughs> I was gonna say, use your artistic uh, impressionist abilities to kind of assume what we look like by our voices. Indeed. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that'd be a train wreck and a half, I'll tell you right oh, now. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I can see it now. It's just yeah, like a too. fat neck beard with a PS4 controller for a head. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty accurate, actually. No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beautiful on the inside. But, I'm um, beautiful in the pants, what? 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 So, uh, so, yeah, so then we got the GameCube controller stupid comfy the analog stick was in a good place the d-pad was made smaller and put under the analog stick just in case you needed it and they added a c stick which was interesting because the n64 had c buttons yeah but I... to get a c stick was was strange see i'm i was a little confused by it too i was wondering if maybe it has something to do with Smash Brothers. Like, I kind of doubt it, but maybe if he was, like, really influential and be like, hey, 
this is going to be a big selling game. We need to have that fast C stick action, you know? Or. I could see it. Some GameCube games do use uh, dual analog sticks for movement, like uh, like COD style, Call of Duty style. And it, and it doesn't work well. Yeah, it no, absolutely blows. But <laughs> It's the one thing the GameCube controller did so wrong, is if it's dual analog, just walk away. Yeah, which is why I have such a hard time with Metroid Prime. But yeah. it's like... So it kind of failed, but could you imagine if you had to do that with four separate buttons instead of that C-stick? It would be even worse. Yep, it'd, it'd be a literal nightmare. I remember trying to play... I remember I went up to uh, Motorcycle Man. I went up to his... His family had a trailer parked at uh, at the lake. Just, right. what is it, west of us? No, east of us. Southeast of us. A direction. <laughs> that one... <laughs> The place with the stuff. They had a trailer there. And we went up one weekend and they had the N64 set up because it was like piss and rain. There was no, like, we weren't going to be outside, right? So we were like, screw it. And uh, they had Mega Man 64 or Mega Man Legends for anybody that was able to play it on, like, the PS1. Um, bless your soul. Uh <laughs> And I was like, oh, fucking dope, Mega Man. Like, yeah, let's play. And they're like, uh, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, Mega Man's awesome. Why not? They're like, all right. So I try it, and yeah, no. No. <laughs> no. God awful. Sweet Jesus, that game on the N64 is a nightmare. I can it's imagine. It's so bad. <laughs> It's like, I still loved it. I'm like, yeah, Mega Man, fuck it, I don't care. But like, oh my god, those ga- that game's controls. Wink. <laughs> Anyways. So uh, We'll get to that. So as wonderful as the GameCube controller was, and I'll swear by that, I will choke you the fuck out with one, I swear. Anyway, so <laughs> then... What if you only have a wave bird? I'll find a way. Just bludgeon. I'll find a, I'll find a wave... <laughs> Uh, we're moving on now (laughs) yeah uh so then then we got the wii which was jukeboxes as he said in what was it i think two episodes ago or three episodes ago the wii was the first thing that jukebox bought like 100 percent for himself yeah it was a console like that was my console (laughs) yeah nobody was fucking with that he twitched so <laughs> so of course like the Wii comes out and they're like whoa motion controls and it's like it didn't exactly work the way they advertised it at first but still super cool yeah that was Especially like the big you... revolution Nintendo always always revolutionized the controller at each step yeah and that one was a really big deal with motion control because that hadn't really ever been done in any capacity before nope and and the and the competition tried to copy it. It's like Sony tried with the PlayStation Move, which was kind of a bust. To my knowledge, it worked fairly well. Yeah. It just it just didn't sell because everybody was like, eh, it's kind of a gimmick. Because like, okay, so they tried to cash in on that casual market that the Wii just had a stranglehold on. So, yeah. I mean, what games did they make for the PlayStation Move? There's a lot of fitness type stuff, but the only hardcore game you can really play with it is Killzone. So the market that already owns your PS3s and stuff aren't going to get it because they don't care. 
and the market you're trying to tap into already has a Wii because it's cheaper and better at what you're trying to emulate. Exactly. And then uh, the Xbox tried with the Kinect. We all know how that went. Yeah, it was <laughs> shitty. Yeah. Honestly, really cool idea. Still shitty. Very, very. <laughs> it was. It would have been. It would have been super cool had they done it right and had it worked the way they were like, "Oh, the Kinect is amazing," and I'm like, eh, "It's kind of borderline." Yeah. Amazing concept, not so great in the execution. I can't remember, but wasn't the Connect the fastest-selling consumer electronic device or something for a long time? It was like 8 million uh, units in two months. Something like that. I know it, it It was gone fast. Yeah. I mean, you had Connectimals, you had the uh, Connect Move or whatever the fuck their Wii Sports knockoff was. Yep. Adventure, Connect Adventure. You're you're right, by the way. It's a... Uh, Guinness World Records uh, officially get Connect is Guinness World Record officially the fastest selling consumer electronic device ever. How close were my numbers? <laughs> um, said eight million ten, in two months. More than wait, uh, it's not saying exactly. Because it says more than 10 million games have been sold worldwide to date. But that's games, not connects. Right. It's not saying connects exactly. Give me a minute. I can find... I'll dig and I'll find it. Okay, so while you do that, I'm just going to talk about uh, PlayStation and Xbox. Because we are focusing on Nintendo. But while all of this it. Nintendo stuff is going on, uh, the PlayStation 1, which is more or less a Super NES controller with a different layout they added dual analog sticks to it halfway through the console life cycle. And after that happened, every single controller to come out of Sony and Xbox had dual analogs. Different configurations, they but they great. had dual analogs. So, pause game super quick. The Kinect sold 8 million units in its first 60 days on sale. Ayy. So Jukebox is bang on with his fucking numbers. I, he probably hasn't seen that number in how many years? I mean, since the Kinect came out. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Damn. So My memory fucking... is good for something once in a while. Hooray! It's just usually useless. <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, what's that? I just, because I'm, I'm just on Wikipedia and it's just a list of fastest selling products. Hit me with some and, others. Um, uh, video game in general. Grand Theft Auto V sold 12 million units in its first day. And 16 million units in three days. Diablo 3 sold on PC sold 6.3 million in its first week. Pokemon X and Y sold 4 million in two days. Uh, the Wii game, Smash Bros. Brawl, 2.7 mil units in for in the first week. I was one uh, of those. <laughs> yeah, I was one of these. PS4 game, Final Fantasy 15 shipped 5 million units on its first day. Nice. Um, game Boy Color, Pokemon Gold and Silver selling 1.4 million units in its first week. Uh, Minecraft on Xbox Live selling 100,000 units within its first day. 
You know, when you put that up against all those others, that that doesn't sound nearly as impressive. <laughs> right? But I mean, for just Xbox Live. And then the one that kind of caught my attention was, and now now that I read some of the other ones, it's not as insane, but uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe sold 1 million units in its first three days. I knew about that one. Consid- I, I find that kind of mind-blowing considering it's like, I don't want to be like a jackass or anything but it's a fucking remake yeah it's See, a little bit prettier with like a couple more tracks and a couple new racers and it's not like the racers have special skills or anything that make them stand out so i mean hold on am i still here yep oh good my computer went to sleep oh, no. <laughs> so I don't know that that one shocked me a little that it sold that much. I I totally understand Mario Kart is huge. I'm like everybody else. I fucking love me some Mario Kart. It's just that one kind of messes with me a little bit because I'm like, guys, yeah, had the game already on the Wii U. That's like, even though I said I was going to originally, it's like if and when I get a Switch, I'm not buying Breath of the Wild on it. Yeah, it's pointless. I have it on the Wii U. Yeah. Like, why the fuck would I buy it on the Switch just to have to play through the entire thing again? Like, fuck that. I mean, like with everything, I'll get it eventually. Yeah, eventually I'll find it on sale or something. I'll be like, yay, Zelda on the Switch, do do do. I find everything eventually. Exactly. But I usually try and wait till it's like between two and five dollars, though. <laughs> yeah. Her uh, jukebox has to wait a long time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh,. Where were we? You were on the the Wii, Wii, and And we're probably on the Wii U now. Yeah, we got to the Wii U, so the Wii U was super cool because of the gamepad. So it was, like, so we gotten, you know, we had the Nintendo DS and stuff where it was like you're playing and then you have, like, an extra screen for, like, your inventory and stuff. The Wii U did that, but for console. Yeah. And it also gave you the option to take your console games portable with you, you know, to prior a to when this to the to a degree. And and because like I said with the Switch, I uh I expect to see a news article at some point about someone on a toilet dying playing these things. Oh, absolutely. With- I'm just I'm just <laughs> twiddling my thumbs at this point. After eating Taco Bell, ask Jukebox, he'll tell you what Taco Bell does to your butthole. Oh god. <laughs> so um Fire! <laughs> Fire! No more Diablo um, sauce, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I always thought that was cool. That, Like, I thought it was cool for parents especially. And it's like, I'm not a parent and my parents didn't have to deal with this. But I always thought it was kind of nifty that if your kid had a Wii U and let's say he was playing... Um, oh, why can't I Mario think of Maker. any Wii U games? Let's say he was making Mario. Let's say he was playing Mario Maker or something, and you come over and let's say it's like your family only has like the one TV, and you're like, "Hey, I'm sorry, bud, my show's on right now. Like, I need you to turn off your game." And your kid's gotta, just like, "I gotta watch my football. Move it, loser." Yeah, right. And it's like, <laughs> "It's cool, Dad. I got this." And then all you gotta do is you. Most of the games you hit the plus or the minus button on the on the Wii U and the game will go onto your gamepad and then you can play it as if it was a handheld essentially and of course it's like uh the video quality takes a small hit like it's not as clear cut 
if I remember, but I mean, uh, uh, I don't want to say anymore because I don't remember. Because I think it was 720p, but it might have been 480. Pretty sure it's 720. I don't think yeah. anything ever looked as bad as as 480 on there, but it was really cool, especially if you're like playing Mario Kart or Mario Maker or something like that, or hell, even just one of the newer Mario games, like Super or New Super Mario World or whatever. It was like hit a button, and your game and your console game is suddenly a handheld game, and I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I really Granted, liked the idea. Yeah, granted, the gamepad kind of has its own flaws. Like, it doesn't hold a charge. Yeah, like, if it's I like charge three it, hours max. Yeah, it's if I charge, like, it's it's worse than that actually. Like, just because what I'm saying when it doesn't hold a charge is, I mean, it's like if I charge it, and let's say I just charge it because I'm like, oh, I want to play Zelda later, and then I forget, and it's like I unplug my gamepad and I put it away. When I pick it up, if I pick it up two days later, it's probably gonna be dead. Huh. It like it refuses to hold a battery charge. I don't know. Maybe yeah. mine's broken. Well, but I mean that sounds worse than what it should be. But that's probably just your battery getting old. Yeah, because well, mine it, doesn't hold a charge very long either. But it's definitely a lot longer than two days. Well, I don't know. I've never like hardcore tested it. I'm pretty sure it lasts longer than two days. I'm just saying for yeah. example. But yeah. but still, that always that always bothered me. Because it's like, I could charge my Nintendo DS, and I could leave it for fucking two months. And when I pick it up, it's going to have charge. Yeah. Right? And it's like, I understand, yes, the DS has a bigger battery than the gamepad, and the gamepad siphons more energy from its battery than the DS does, like, blah, blah, blah. I know that, but it's still... It's still just one of those things that kind of... it, it it hurts the controller a tiny bit. Like, the gamepad's still awesome. It's light, it's comfortable, it works. It's just shitty that it doesn't have more battery life. And then the Switch came out. And then the Switch came out. Fucking, so, I still have this, beef with the, uh, the controllers, like the actual Joy-Cons themselves. Just for the fact that they got rid of the D-pad. And I know yeah. exactly why they did it, because they need the four buttons for when you're playing it like sideways as a single controller each but like yeah Nintendo's D-pad was a revolutionary thing when it came out and the patent for it expired uh, I want to say it was like 2007 or something like that so I was worried mm-hmm. even when the Wii U was coming out that it wouldn't have a D-pad or that the other companies would be copying Nintendo's D-pad thankfully yeah. that didn't happen the uh actually the Xbox One can uh, D-pad is getting a bit more similar to what Nintendo had, but it's still far off and different. And Nintendo still uses it on the Pro Controllers, so it could be worse. Yeah. So, I mean, the the Switch comes along and the Switch just shits all over everything because it's like, your controllers are detachable, you can use them, like, single-handedly, you can snap them onto uh, the what would you call it the pad the screen the screen sure you can snap them onto the screen boom you have like a literal portable console essentially or you can take them off and you can snap them onto a little joy-con holder so you have more of like a pro controller feeling and they still and it and they still you can still buy a pro controller for the switch and that pro controller is very nice it is apparently it's absolutely wonderful it is have you? Oh yeah, you've held one. I've held one. 
I have that's not. the extent. I was at an EB Games and I held one. I haven't even touched a Switch yet. <laughs> oh, I haven't touched a Switch either. It was just the uh Oh, just the Pro Controller. Just the Pro Controller. Like I haven't even held Still. the Joy Cons yet. <laughs> but uh I'm very worried to get a Switch because I got big ass hands. I feel like the Joy Cons are not gonna agree with me, like at all. But I think using them individually, maybe. But I think if you have them either in the uh, the dock or on the screen, you'll probably be fine. It won't feel much yeah. different than a Wii U, except it'll be thinner. Yeah. Um. God, that's so weird. Right. Like the whole console is literally the size of the screen of the Wii U pad. I know it's fucking insane. It's honestly kind of terrifying. Yeah. Meanwhile, all the other consoles are trying to be like, you know, mini computers. Yeah. Um, so essentially it's controllers evolved a lot, which is a huge understatement. And I mean, I right now they can't evolve any further, in my opinion, than just becoming more comfortable because it's like a human being only has so many fingers like, so unless they figure out some master way for us to be able to play with our feet, too, we can't exactly add more buttons onto a controller. See, okay, I don't know about the addition of buttons, because especially with the Switch, you know, that was just a combination of all the things they've done in the past. Uh, the most revolutionary part is that you can hold them separate and whatnot. Yeah. So, I think controllers can continue to evolve beyond just being comfortable because literally every generation, Nintendo always drives the evolution and they're always doing something radically different. However, with Sony and Xbox, I expect from them that all they will be doing is making it more comfortable because that's all they've done. I mean, the PS4 admittedly did add in the touchpad, which I thought was a nice addition. Do you actually use it for anything? Uh, Yeah, a lot of games actually use it. Not not for anything like super crazy. Most of the time, there uh, it's a map access or whatever. A lot of the earlier games for PS4 had it where you could touch it and everything, and it would actually work. Like I know Infamous Second Son uh, used quite a bit of it, but uh, it definitely fell off in later games because it. I mean, I hate bashing the PS4 because I love the PS4 but it's like the touchpad is pretty much just an over glorified start button yeah so right I I wouldn't miss it at all and I kind of feel it's the same as with the Wii U pad because early on they were trying to have you know open up your menu on the the little screen open up your map on the little screen hold it up to see things and stuff whatever else and by the end of it it was like they didn't put anything on that screen because they realized it detaches you from the game on the big screen yeah exactly and I feel the same thing kind of was with the PS4 touchpad. It's like, hey, look at this thing. You can, like, touch the ground and raise it around your ball or whatever the fuck in the game you're playing. And now it's just an overglorified start button. Yeah, pretty much. So I just want to wrap this up and just compare. I, I had Jukebox look at what a SCUF controller is. Yes. SCUF is, SCUF is a... They're a company that specializes in like competitive controllers. Scuff so gaming. essentially, scuff gaming exactly. So what they'll do is they'll take a PlayStation Four controller, and they'll they'll just they'll, what's the word for it? 
they adjust. install they uh, install and adjust other options for it. So the newest edition of scuffs have four extra paddles on the back of the controller that you can map to any button you want. So if you want your jump button as like a button your like ring finger can hit on the back of your controller, you can do that. So suddenly while you're playing Overwatch on your PS4, you can jump and aim at the same time without any issue. Because your thumb doesn't have to try and do four different things at once. Yeah. Right? And then scuffs also add in so that you uh, your like L2, R2 buttons, like your bumpers, you can adjust how much they click down. So if you need to like rapid fire, you can make it so that they barely need to move to actually uh, register a button click. And it's just such an insane far cry away from what like Atari and NES controllers used to be. Yeah. It was literally two buttons and a fucking D-pad. And before that it was a fucking joystick and a button. One button. Not yeah. a start button. Not a select button. A button. Bright red a button. button. Yeah. Big red button. Yeah. And now it's now we literally have controllers with two joysticks, four buttons for the D-pad, assuming your D-pad isn't like a hard circle because I know you can get controllers with those as opposed. I don't know why you would, Chris. but so you have four D-pad buttons, four, you know, your square circle triangle X buttons, your I'm going to go off of a PS4 scuff controller. So you have two joysticks. You have your D-pad, which is technically four buttons. You have your X, circle, square, and triangle buttons. That's another four buttons. We're up to eight. You have an option button, a share button, and your touchpad. Now we're up to 11. You have your L1, R1, L2, R2. Now we're up to 15. Then, if you add in the four scuff paddles on the back, you're up to 19 fucking buttons on that controller. You forgot, too. So you said the joysticks? When you press the joysticks oh, down, those right. are also buttons. Okay, R3 and L3, so we're up to 21, and then I also forgot the PlayStation button, so we're up to 22 buttons total on that bitch. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I have 10 fingers. I don't know about everybody else, but I only have 10 fingers. <laughs> Honestly, that is a third-party thing, and they've done that for the past generations and stuff. It is. Through different companies, but... The very fact of how far we've come. Yeah. It's, it's no Could wonder you... our parents can't play PlayStations. <laughs> That's just <laughs> it. I remember it's one of those things where it's like kids will adapt so fast. Right? No, if you it's grow like, up with it, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like you look at like the nerd. Like him and uh him and Mike, they do their uh James and Mike Mondays or whatever, where they'll just play like random games. Yeah. And it's I mean, he's not inept, but it's like, this is a man who can beat, who has beaten ghouls and ghosts, and God knows how many other hard games. I'm drawing a blank on his fucking... Castlevania 2. Castlevania 2, fucking, he, all the Castlevanias, right? Right. Like, I'm drawing a blank on his, like, actual scorecard right now, but you go from a man who's beaten all of these insanely difficult games on NES and Super Nintendo and stuff, to... You know, he's average when it comes to playing like an Xbox 360 or a PS3, everything. He's just, he's not as hardcore because his brain just can't wrap around the difference, you know? Yeah. 
and it, it'd be the same now. If I if I had been playing NES from when I first had an NES until now, and then I tried picking up a fucking PlayStation controller, uh, no. So I mean, that it, shit happened to Jukebox, for example. Yeah. So like, the first game that I played extensively that had dual analog sticks was Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two, over at Kelrix's place. So fucking you handed me the two the fucking controller with dual analogs and I'm like I move with one I look with the other but I'm doing them one at a time and then I'm stopping I'm aiming and then I'm actually moving my head around to aim and then I'm stopping and then I'm shooting like it took a while pause for me game. to get like get all that shit on pause game you sound really funny right now what you're you're while you were talking you were like cracking in and out and your voice was like going through like different amplitudes and shit it was really weird is your <laughs> mic plugged in all the way yeah that's just discord got a okay, little bit of gotcha. robot action right there yeah for sure i was like whoa okay <laughs> but yeah it, it took me time to wrap my head around how to actually you know coordinate these movements to play well <laughs> And, you know, after after a few days, he did just fine. But the first couple of days, he tried. Oh man! I mean, it it could be way worse because it's like your uncle came over once when you had uh, Black Ops, and he's like, "Let me play. I want to shoot a guy or whatever." And you like hand him the controller, and he's like, "I don't know what to do. How do I even like? I at least had a fucking idea. I didn't need you to explain it to me." Yeah, exactly. It but, wasn't like, okay, this one jumps. Which one jumps? The one I just pointed to. This one. No. <laughs> but I distinctly remember with your uncle, uncle, he couldn't do anything. So you took the controller from him, walked to the character directly in front of yours, pointed it at your head, and you were like, press this trigger. And then he like yeah. fucked it up and he's like staring at the ground and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> like, okay, you can, you can go now. You killed him. Good job. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, oh, I don't know. Boy. It's it's just one of those things. It's crazy. And it's eventually, like, one day we're going to have fucking hardcore VR and shit. I mean, we'll, no, we'll reach the, the Oculus. Point, we'll reach the yeah. point where we have, like, VR and connect at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Like, we'll have nerve <laughs> We'll have nerve gear from SAO. That's what we'll have. Oh, God. We'll all be vegetables. Wonderful. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I just think it's crazy right is especially when you talk to people you know it's like i work with lots of guys where they're in their 30s and their 40s and it's it's the same thing it's like a lot of them pick have picked up pc gaming some of them pick up xbox and stuff but and then some of them are like i don't know how like how my kids do all that like i don't know how they can look in 10 different places at once and i'm like i mean it's it's kind of the same way like for example if it's like some guy and he's like a huge football guy and he like knows all the players and he knows like all their stats and he knows like and he could tell you who won the Super Bowl 15 years ago and shit like that it's like it's kind of the same thing it's just how your brain is fucking hardwired yeah you know and it also kind of depends on you know what do you actually care about because yeah. you don't give a shit about games why are you going to learn how to use the controller well, yeah, it's the same when people are like, oh, my God, you read really fast. And I'm like, well, it's not that simple. It's not that I read fast. It's that I read through things I find interesting fast. Like, I, I couldn't read a school textbook. 
Like God no. Huh. Like I'm not jukebox. Jukebox is <laughs> like I I bow to him. I mean fuck. I would have fell asleep. But it's like I can read my Percy Jackson books. I can bang out one of, I could bang out two of those a day if I wanted to. I love reading those. But I couldn't just pick up like I don't know, fucking some shit like Tolstoy or something. I can't I couldn't like power read that. Moby Dick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? So it's 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 all a matter of how your brain's hardwired, and that's that's rule number one when it comes to controllers. Either you're going to be able to adapt and you're going to be able to figure it out no problem, or you're going to fucking fumble and fall on your face. Yeah. And if you but give the, enough of a shit, you'll continue fumbling until you're good at it. Yeah. Like with but, literally anything else. <laughs> but there's a, big, there's a big difference where it's like, for example, if I took... Let's say I took, like, one of my grandparents, right? Let's say they've never touched a video game before in their life. If I gave them Call of Duty on PS4 versus Mario on an NES, it's like, which one do you think they're going to pick up faster? Yeah. Probably Mario. Could you imagine, like, Grandpa's, like, just a complete badass? He's like, I remember when I was in the Navy, it was way fucking harder than this. <laughs> Jesus. I'd be a little scared. I could only- I would also be very scared. I'd be like, shit, grandpa's about to go postal. I need to leave. Oh boy. But, um, it's, you know, it's just that controllers were super simple back in the day. They were literally designed to do their job and nothing else. Whereas now controllers are designed with like a bunch of extra gimmicks and shit like that. And it's, it's appreciated, but it's unnecessary. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, as much as I love having my PS4 button with my touchpad and a share button so that I can share, like, photos and videos instantly to Twitter and shit, it's not, I don't need it, you know? You could have easily just programmed, like, photo mode into all the games or whatever. Yeah. Which, I mean, they pretty much already have, so fucking whatever. (laughs) Exactly. So... I don't know. Is there anything else you want to touch on, or do you want to wrap up our little then and now on controllers? No, I think we've done it justice. Yay! Honestly, we've been recording for so long, we could just wrap up this whole thing right now. (laughs) Yeah, probably. We will... We'll talk about what makes games bad, and I think... Shit. I think Jukebox and I both have, like, the one... Bad controls make a game bad. Yeah. The graphics are the graphics are subpar. I can fucking deal with it. The music isn't all there. I can fucking deal with it. The story's a little lackluster. The characters don't have enough development. Fucking minor shit. If I can't jump over a fucking hole, I'm not playing your goddamn game. TMNT. TMNT. <laughs> Yeah, no Walk fucking over care. this fucking hole. Like honestly, the the combination of all those other things will make a game bad too. But the thing that yep. is most paramount is being able to actually play the fucking game. And it's like I know we reference him a lot and I mean he's a god to us, so I don't really care. Nerd. The angry video game nerd, watch any of his videos. 9 out of 10 times his main fucking anger thing is shitty fucking controls. Yeah. Every fucking time. Like, game is stupid difficult. He doesn't really care. His game is like... The story is complete bullshit. He doesn't really fucking care. If he 
can't play the fucking game and the controls are just complete ass and they don't make sense and all this ass. other stuff. Ass. Fuck. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Jukebox with his perfect recreations. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, he just goes fucking hard as soon as the, the fucking controls yeah. turn to ass. And <laughs> I know Jukebox gets mad at me <laughs> when I do this, but sometimes semi-wonky controls can make a game like you know where i'm going with this shut up (laughs) because i've talked about it before shadow of the colossus its controls are anything but picture perfect they you know it's like the jumping and the walk and the climbing and all that it's a little bit wonky but as jukebox will attest to once you get used to it it doesn't matter anymore and it makes the game more enjoyable because even and, I understand not being a fan of the game, even I understand that the controls, in my opinion, are probably like that to more perfectly emulate what an actual like teenager would be going through. Yeah, it was a stylistic choice. They weren't like, hey, let's make this game feel like a potato. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to give you the exact feeling of difficulty and... like weakness in comparison to these giant beasts and how it would feel if you're shaking all over the ground as every step they take. Yeah. It's like, we can't all be fucking Sonic the Hedgehog and run super straight and super perfect through a goddamn earthquake, you know? Yeah. Like, some of us are human. And I get that. So it's, there's a big difference between when I play Shadow of the Colossus and I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing and the controls are going to feel like complete fucking garbage to me. But Jukebox, who's played Shadow of the Colossus a few times now, they feel fucking perfect to him. He's like, I know where my jumps are going. I know how fast I run. I know blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, kid's disabled or something. He's got something wrong in his right leg, I swear. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he just flops around when he runs. But you know, there's a big difference between that where it's a stylistic choice and it's consistently yeah. as it is. It's not like you play the game once, then you play it again and you got to get reused to it or something. It's like... exactly. It doesn't change, and you can actually increase your stamina and make it a little easier on yourself. Whereas in an actual bad game, the controls don't fit the game. They're just bad because they're bad. The the most perfect example... Again, like I'm literally just going to refer you to the nerd. If, you ever, if you're watching this and you're thinking, I don't think I've ever played a game with super ass controls. Literally, just search the nerd on YouTube. Watch... D- almost any one of his videos and you'll understand i've got a really good one for you and i don't expect people to buy this and i don't uh endorse emulation but go emulate it golgo 13 on the nes oh god i fuck i bought that game right before midterms back in like high school and it was like the first nes game i found in like two months so i was in a dry spell and i was like fuck it i'm gonna buy this game i don't know anything about it it's probably shit but i need to buy a goddamn game i need my fix so i buy it i go do my exam i go home i played it for literally 30 seconds and never touched it again because it's so fucking horrid yep like i don't even remember everything about it but the one part I do remember is you go into like a first person mode where you have to use the D-pad to aim at people on the screen to shoot. Oh. Can can you imagine playing a light game without the light gun? Fuck that. 
Exactly. It's so goddamn horrid. And just just to um, clarify for everybody, there's a very big difference between bad controls, unrefined controls, and and something more similar to what Shadow of the Colossus is, where it's like, you know, maybe you pick up a game for the first time and you're like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ, what the hell is wrong, right? Hold on and two it's seconds. Just a stylistic choice. out of breath what the fuck (laughs) that was literally like the biggest spider i've ever seen in my life yeah like it was fast as fuck too so i like grabbed a piece of paper to squish it into the corner it was in it fucking popped a bunch of babies oh no yeah so they're crawling all over i literally went and got a lighter and burnt them (laughs) nice i know a lot of people will joke (laughs) fight Spider, burn it with fire, burn it with fire. I literally just burnt it with fire. I love you. I was well, gross as fuck, man. Holy shit. I, I bet. Because you know those... You know how my floor is very 70s and it's just like this really trippy bunch of triangles and squares and shit? Yep. It looked like one of the squares was moving. Ah. Yeah. Not okay. <laughs> Oh very, god, very that was gross. Because okay. like I squished it and I like squished it into the stairs in the corner, <laughs> and it's like black there. And I'm like, oh fuck, did it move? Did I get it? And all of a sudden, all these tiny little things are crawling out onto my hand over the paper. I'm like, oh god, no. <laughs> yeah, not okay. Not okay. <laughs> <sighs> Where was we? Where was oh, we? Oh right. There's a big difference between bad controls, unrefined controls, and stylistic decisions where people might confuse it for a bad for bad controls. Yeah. Right? Um, like an example of unrefined controls. Oh fuck, I'm drawing a blank right now. I had one in my head. How about Castlevania? Castlevania is a good one. Yeah. Right? It's like Castlevania controls fine it controls really good honestly like the whip is good the jump is good it's just a matter of more often than not the jump can fuck the the jump literally kills you more often than the monsters do yeah like honestly it's you have that moment of regret as you're like jumping into something or jumping into a pit and you're just like oh no this doesn't end well for me and then he reaches the top of that arc and then just drops (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the fact that it feels so slow, which once again is mostly a stylistic thing, feels a little unrefined. Especially once you get into the sequels and he whips at full speed. Yeah, and then shit like Super Castlevania 4, where it's like, bam, eight directions, bitch. Yeah. And in that one, it feels unrefined because there's no reason to have that alt weapon, so why do you even have this extra attack? Yeah, because the whip is so OP in that game. <laughs> yeah. It's like they completely got rid of the challenge 
Yeah. So there's there's a very big difference. You know, it's like there's bad controls like shit like like Jukebox just said with like Gogo 13, you know, or um, God, why am I just drawing like a huge blank on like all the games that have just complete ass controls? Sonic 06. (laughs) Sonic 06. Sweet God, Sonic 06. Sonic 06 controls are... You know what? They that actually might fall under unrefined. Because the only reason I can't I, deal with the controls is because he moves too fast. Like I, I go to talk to falls, someone and I just run in circles around them. I agree. I think that falls more under unrefined. Yeah. I mean, the simple fact that Sonic Six can still be speedrunned <laughs> is more than enough to take it away from bad controls. Exactly, in my opinion. But I mean. Every game can be speedrunned almost if you have enough time to put into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just, like, it's one of those things. I can't really think of anything else. That Well, there's one other thing that I find hurts a game, but it's kind of, it's more of, like, a personal opinion and not an actual fact. What's that? Is I hate when a game is overhyped. Oh yeah. Like 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 take like No Man's Sky for example. I was hype about that. That sh- that shit got blown out of the fucking water. Everybody and their grandmother wanted that fucking game and it was complete garbage. You know, I'm going to defend myself a little bit cuz I was on that hype train but I wasn't on the hype train in the same way everyone else was. Like I was in there for the concept. And same. the concept is still there and I'm still hype about that. But I never paid any attention to like any of the gameplay trailers or anything, so I had no expectations for that. Agreed. But yeah, so many people were just disappointed. I'm sitting there like, oh, nifty. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the concept was super cool. The idea of like all these different planets that you can explore to the point where the chances you'll actually run into another player are very small. Like... That's a crazy cool concept. It's just, you know, don't promise and overhype your game if you know your game is garbage. <laughs> just saying. Just so yeah, saying. that that's that's always hurt games for me is if 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 I'm literally like on YouTube and every other video I watch has a fucking trailer for this game, Destiny not included because Destiny is a good game. <laughs> but if every other trailer is for this fucking game, I don't really want to see any more of the game. It hurts me wanting the game because I'm just like, Jesus, fuck, I've seen half of it through trailers already, you know? Yeah, that hurts too. It's, I have... It, it doesn't... Yeah, because it, it's like... it. The same thing does happen with Destiny. It's like when the Taken King was coming out, I got really sick and tired of seeing that fucking trailer on YouTube. I honestly did. But it didn't take away from the awesome experience that was the Taken King. It was just, right. it's, I I just, I was so sick of watching the video. I was just like, Jesus, fuck, can September get here already so I can stop seeing this? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know? For a second there, you actually kind of reminded me of something. And it's, it Uh-oh. may stem from bad controls. But there was this period, so if you're a retro gamer, I mean, you'll get this, um, when everything was transitioning to 3D, and games heralded back then as amazing and great and wonderful, 
feel horrible now because of the evolution of games in 3D space. Yep. So back then you didn't really have something to compare it to. And so the game I'm thinking of is GoldenEye 007 on the N64. Oh, it's such a good game. But just compared now, it's like, oh, God. Yeah, so I don't have nostalgia goggles or anything for it, though. Because so, I never experienced it back in the day. The first time I ever played it was 2012. Actually, it was 2011. I, I only played it, I think, a couple of times as a kid. And it it was really unfortunate because the older kid that we played with... Gee, take a while to guess what character he played as most of the time. <laughs> Shorty. <laughs> Fucking rim job. Or odd job, whatever the <laughs> fuck your name is. <laughs> um, mm, so, things on Caltrix's mind. So, you know, it, it hurt it hurt the experience because it's like, first of all, it's like we hadn't played the game before, so we're already at a disadvantage, and then he picks the cheapest character in the fucking game. No kidding. So it's like all he does is literally curb stomp us the whole time. So I was like, this game is fucking ass. It's like, no, GoldenEye is a really good game, especially with friends. It's just, would I rather play like something like fucking... Would I rather just, like, boot up, like, fucking Black Ops or something and play zombies or play, you know, like, split screen multiplayer on a game like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, with 007, what, what got me beyond the controls, because I wasn't used to that kind of controls either, was just the layouts and the texturing. So, we were playing in this place that had the same gray-ass concrete texture for literally everything, and I could never, ever, ever tell where the hell I was. I get that. Yeah. It's just... And it's... I hate it, because I used to love the N64, and now it's, like, one of my least favorite consoles, because everything feels so uncanny to me. It's like, even playing Mario Kart 64, the drifting just doesn't feel the same, and I can't get used to it anymore, like I did back in the day. And it's unfortunate because, in my opinion, Mario Kart 64 is still probably one of, if not the best, Mario Kart to come out. Like, that was my absolute favorite for the longest time. Like, I love Double Dash to fucking death. But 64 beats it out just by a tiny bit. Just because it's just so satisfying. You know what I mean? Honestly. It feels good. The, uh... It's for me. It's the level designs. I feel they haven't been as good since Mario Kart sixty four. Like, I also agree. Okay, it's not like they're worse or anything. It's just I don't know what it is about it. They just felt good. I maybe find maybe it's because they weren't as long. Yeah, maybe this might be part of it. For With me. the exception of goddamn Rainbow Road. <laughs> yeah, you know, because they <laughs> fucking remade then Mario Kart eight and made it one lap. Yep. Five minute race later, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It's as far as a bad game, the main thing is just bad controls. Yeah, and of course, like everything else, will kind of stem off of that. It's it's one of those things. It's like the game can have a a a, a very subpar slash bad story. It could have bad character development. It could have bad music but if it's still if if the controls are still super tight it's still playable it might not necessarily be a good game but it's still very much playable yeah so you know 
one of the things uh music because i can't necessarily think of anything modern so i know on like the nes you know you'd have like two bar loops that lasted the entire game like dr jekyll mr hyde stuff like that yeah and that's shitty but i can't think of a single game nowadays that actually has bad music no they're pretty they're pretty on point for the most time most of the time like the only way I feel you could do music wrong these days as if you literally don't have it. Even if it's just like ambient sounds and stuff. I will touch on this real quick then. Again, episode three. But that was a huge thing that bothered me when I first played Breath. It was a huge thing that bothered me when I first played Breath of the Wild. I got out of like the main little start area where you get your Sheikah slate and your clothes and everything and you walk onto the Great Plateau and I was like, I'm fucking ready. And then, no music. And I was just like, is is my Wii U broken? Was this a Switch exclusive? Does only the Switch get music? I'm very <laughs> confused right now. Like, you know, I completely forgot about that. I was so sad. I was so sad because you play Ocarina of Time. You get into Hyrule Field. What's the first thing? Fucking do 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 wonderfulness. Yeah. And then Breath of the Wild, it's like chirp, chirp. It's like, okay, cool. I'll just I'll just go crawl back in my cave. Apparently there's nothing of fucks to give about out here, so you know, I'm going back to sleep. Maybe in a hundred years there'll be fucking background noise. Yeah. So go listen to episode three. We did bitch about that. For me it was Yes. I liked that it was ambient. I liked that there was incidental music and stuff, but sometimes it was misguided. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's just as insane as the Zelda series is, and as awesome as the Zelda music always is, why was there not an overworld tune? That's my only thing. Yeah. Why was there not a fucking score for while you're just running around doing whatever? I don't know. Minor gripes. I mean, there's times of science, but for the most part, there's always sound in that game. Oh, yeah. It's just not, you know, a theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is fine. Again, I love what Breath of the Wild did. I love the ambient noises. They're wonderful, and they really help to immerse you in the game, especially when you're trying to, like, sneak around and, like, you know, snipe kill like Lizafuls or something with your bow. Like, yeah, it fucking it adds to the intensity when it's like all you can hear is the enemies grunting and you shuffling through the grass. Like it's fucking hardcore. Yeah. It was just one of those things where it just made me sad where it was like if I'm literally just running from point A to B and there's nothing in between, it just it made me sad that I didn't have some like really, really nice musical score to listen to while I was making said transition you know what i just thought of something oh no doom on the 32x where it doesn't have music silent doom oh god so bad just just grab whatever metal music you want yeah yeah literally literally just put on some slayer and you're fucking good to go nerd references nerd references at least to a video (laughs) this video had extra um, Yay! Small fact, because I know a lot of people for Nino Kuni. Getting mm-hmm. back to that, um, they're 
you know, big draw was that it worked. They worked with Studio Ghibli on the animations and stuff. Uh, what I don't hear people talking about is that they also have Joe Hisashi did the music for uh, for Nino Kuni, and he was the guy who did the music for most of the uh, best Ghibli movies, if you could say that. So like Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away. Oh. Nasca, like he did, he did all the really recognizable tunes. Nino Kuni has a wonderful soundtrack. Yeah, that like opening cutscene before you press start to start the game. Oh, dig it! So nice. I'm excited for the second one. Yeah, but we'll talk about that eventually. (laughs) Eventually. Eventually. I think so. I think it's time to wrap this up. I was gonna say so. In conclusion, Jukebox is finally playing video games again, Gasp. which is astounding. Um, <laughs> then and now, controllers are wonderful. We love them. Certain controllers are awesome. Certain ones have a couple of little hit or misses. Everybody and their, anybody who plays video games is always excited to see where controllers are going next. And it's so crazy to look back at like an NES controller and then compare it to like a PlayStation controller and be like, holy fuck, look how far we've come. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then what makes the game bad? It essentially bad controls. Yeah, that's, if that's ga- the if biggest your game, one. Yeah, if your game plays like ass, it's because your game is ass. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, there are lots of other things that they maybe hurt the overall experience of the game, but they'll they can't make a game bad by themselves. Like it doesn't matter how bad the soundtrack is, it can't ruin a game by itself. Yeah. It's it's gotta you know? be a culmination of things. It has to be. It's it's literally either everything else or bad controls. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're really unlucky, all of them and you just wasted your money on a shit game. <laughs> Welcome to the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Anyways. I'm Jukebox Hero. And I'm Kelrick's King. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.